Welcome in to week 14 of the Talking Shop Football Pod. Each week I have on my fantasy football opponent to talk about our match. We also break down NFL games, league results. Sometimes we do a little NFL trivia, talk off the field news, etc. This is what's known in the biz as a jealousy episode. So Dylan here with me today has the number one seed in our fantasy football playoff bracket. His team had a big win this week against the number one scoring team to uh, to secure that number one spot. So welcome in, Dylan. Welcome in. Thank you, Matt. It's good to be back. This is uh, round two we got going here. Yeah. So I first want to start off with um, a question proposed to you. So you play either Chris or Dave. Who would you rather face? Good question. I would say I think I'd rather play Dave. And I'm not just saying that. They're both scary rosters, but and I, they both put up those, you know, I think a couple teams this season have put up those 150-point weeks. Uh, most no, most recently, Lamb did it this last week, who's mm-hmm. through into the playoffs as well. So there's a lot of scary upside potential, but if my memory serves me correctly, Samson has done it with a higher degree of frequency. Um, I mean, yeah. his, his average total score is fine. It, it, oh, like, oh yes. hold on. Just to uh, – sorry. The It's Chris uh, – it's Simo versus Dave in the 4-5 game uh, who you play the winner of. Um, I play Andrew in the 3-6 game. The winner of our game plays Chris okay, Sampson. Okay. Yeah, Missed Sampson it, still but... retained the bye even with the loss this week. So you oh, play the winner of Chris and 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 Dave. I, uh, I still had just like last week's matchup on mine, I guess. Good point. Yeah, I'd rather play Simo. Easy, easy question, Simo. It's, it is, it's not even, I don't even have to look at his roster. I just know, I just know Simo, Simo sometimes plays hot and then he, and then he'll just cool off real quick. I'm feeling mm-hmm. that he's, he's, I feel that uh, hopefully he plays hot this week because I'd love to catch him when he's cold. You know, he's, uh, he always seems to outthink himself on the roster changes too. You know, he's, he's a tinkerer. He's a tinkerer. He's one to make a, to, to make a, make a gamble when no gamble is needed, you know? Big gambling guy. Big gambling guy. Um, he had some of the least amount of moves made in the league this year, though. And that I seems to that. I, it I seems to be that. correlated with success. I mean, you and I have made very infrequent moves. Same with Chris. Um, I, I think the biggest thing this year, the injury bug was massive this year. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that completely wiped teams out of contention based on – in. Of course, there was like the COVID protocol that, you know, temporarily would remove players from games. But anyone that kind of lost one of their top draft picks early, that just took him out of contention. I, you know, knock on wood, was quite fortunate with, you know, a healthy team. Though I've gotten a couple couple hits uh, recently. I know the, uh, the suspension of Will Fuller. Yeah, for um, the year, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty thin on receivers right now, especially with like, Galladay, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? You know, I'm hoping that we both enjoy this bye week and then he comes back fresh next week. Are you still planning on starting Damian Harris in the flex, or is that just a? Is that because you have John Brown on the IR? Is that again? I'm running thin, so like I was hoping. I think I think I liked the matchup last week with Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I I kept him in there, but. I don't trust now that I think I may probably angle back more towards Marquise, uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood. Mm. Uh, 
because he has actually someone to throw him the ball. Like that's yeah. he's just been a dud sitting on my bench for a little while. Um, but also kind of hoping to get some upside on Lazard. Uh, that kind of what I think should be the number two receiver up in Green Bay. And we'll just kind of see what uh what I can put together. Um, but it's I've had a pretty stable team, but I wouldn't say that I have one of those exceptional upsides. I'd say like a high, if, if you look at, if you think about like bell curves, mm-hmm. I have a pretty tight bell curve, but it's at a decently high average. Yeah. And the great thing about getting a buy when in a six person playoff format is that you have essentially a 75% chance of coming home with a gold, silver, bronze medal. It's true. You, I, there's, you, you will be on the podium. Yeah, even if you lose that first week, um, you can still secure third. And if you, do win, if you do win the first week, here's the question. Do you make a deal with the person you're playing in the championship uh, in order to uh, sort of smooth out the earnings or just let it ride? I think I, 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 I would have the discussion with the other person. I would say, like, what do you think about this? I think, I think it's a more it's on a case-by-case basis where I'd say, yeah, should we do this? Or if, like, you know, I couldn't imagine in any world if John and Seema were playing, we're like, yeah, let's smooth this thing out. Like, they're going to, like... <laughs> <laughs> right They're, they they uh they have a nice competitive spirit so but i think there's also a lot of great friendships in the league and we're like yeah let's just figure out a good way like i'll still take you know the line share of this but let's smooth it out a bit like it's really case by case yeah it reminds me of like poker tournaments when you uh you can actually swap like equity so like say me you and three of our best friends are playing in a tournament we can yeah. each exchange like 10 percent equity in each other and then you hold on to 60% of yourself, but you have 10% of your four friends. Um, and then if one of them happens to get a final table appearance or something, that 10% is actually going to be five, 10 X your buy-in. So you actually do pretty well with that, but it works better in like situations where there's a lot more people. Although I, I would see the benefit of like me and Dave switching like 20% equity in each other. I mean, yeah, great. And then you're going to have Lamb figure out a way to build some like derivative instrument off this. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I did. I, uh, I went and did a little research here. So in the past five years, who was the only number one seed in our league to win the championship? I'm going to say Lamb. It was Dominic 2017. Really? Yeah. I don't have Lamb's finish, but um, I believe the last couple of years winners were. Remind me. Chrissy, yes, she wasn't the one. Lamb wasn't the one seed the year before that. Then Dom, then my, then myself, then John. Yeah, no, I just, I remember. I think you and I were talking. We, we went back and reviewed that team that he had a couple of years back. And we were like, yeah, this was poised. It was off the charts. To take it all, yeah. It was off the charts. Um, I looked up playoff odds in the NFL. The Giants sit with a fifty-five percent chance of making the playoffs. Patriots nine percent. It's been a while since that's been the case this far along in the season, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's usually kind of the inverse of that, right? It's usually more in the 91% range. <laughs> For the Patriots, <laughs> yeah. I think the Patriots have to win their last four games. I talked through this on a special edition of the pod a couple of days ago with my two cousins from Boston, from New England. And um, the Patriots have – the. Th- th- this is the remaining four games. They have the Rams, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets – um the good news is they play a lot of divisional teams yeah which is helpful for catching up the bad news is that three of those teams are very good and have winning records yeah no Um, i'm not optimistic about it um i'd rather 
I'd rather them just close this thing out uh, rather than put any more good time after bad, uh, just because it's going to better position us in future years. I, we're on the onset of a rebuilding phase for the franchise. And mm-hmm. I think we're just, of course, you need to put, you don't want to tank, um, but you definitely shouldn't, but you should definitely do your future self some favors. Yeah. Yeah. You think about like the last renovations you guys did were 20, 25 years ago, bringing in Belichick and Brady and it worked out really great for you. But what was the foundation? What is the foundation that the Patriots have? So for the Giants, it's defense. It's yeah. No, I mean, they're on my bench right now, but uh, I, I swap them in. Giants defense was a, they've, they've been playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, but Patriots wise, is it, is it the offensive line or is it their defense as well? I think they've had a pretty decent secondary. Um, I think we need a little bit. The defense has been like, I mean, if you look at that Chargers game, the Chargers have had an incredibly productive offense, right? Mm-hmm. They just got shut out, yeah. like, completely shut out. And yeah. that's, uh, that, that's definitely something that I think s- speaks in the favor of the Pats. Um, I think really the, the biggest problem for the Patriots this year has been time of possession, uh, just because mm-hmm. the, the offense just is pretty atrocious uh and i think just the i really don't i've never liked cam newton <laughs> personally i was like trying to get behind him and just because <laughs> we uh we had made that bet so you know I've, i had no choice but to do so um but I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm eager to see this experiment come and go um so yeah. i think probably defense uh we don't really have any like absolute stars um that like I couldn't say on the offensive side of the ball, like there's no like wide outs that are just off the charts running backs. No, no one really, I mean like, you know, it's not like we don't have a, we don't have a Kamar Devante Adams or anyone that you can be like, all right, if you put the right person in there, then you know, I think, what is it? Matt Ryan won an MVP one year. Right. And it's basically <laughs> yeah. Julio Jones is like, you know, best supporting actor there. They gave him that. Thing. Yeah. And it's just, it, we don't necessarily have that on our squad. So I guess defense, it's looking pretty thin, but you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go all out and uh, you know, cashing in on a, on a couple, couple uh big silver trophies is not a bad way to do it. So I think we're now looking kind of at a, a down cycle on the back of a interesting era. Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't last too long because the giants down cycles are, are brutal and long lasting. It's all good, man. I think, uh, I, I think I think Daniel Jones is is a uh, is fun to watch. Um, I think you got a good defense, and you know it's unfortunate with Saquon Barkley this year, and you'll have the opportunity to pick up a couple more new players next year. I think, and, and based on what I've seen this year, the NFC East is wide open. So just <laughs> yeah. do what the Patriots did for twenty years and just absolutely beat up on shit teams and get into the playoffs <laughs> every year and give yourself a chance. The NFC East is tough because I think all four teams are like four of the five most valuable franchises. So they spend money. And so it's always tough to compete in a division that spends money. The winner of the NFC East will actually end up playing a home playoff game against the Seahawks or the Bucks. I don't know what's a better matchup for the Giants. Have Brady come to town or I'll, have I'll, the Seahawks? Brady, Brady Giants is always a matchup. Yeah. Like, how many times during the commercial reel can they show the helmet catch? That's really, <laughs> I think we should put like the line at probably like 2.5. Yeah. Probably 1.5. And I, I would take the over. 
Yeah, I don't know. The Seahawks, we just beat them, but that, I don't know if that's good or bad. They might want revenge. Then again, we beat them in Seattle. So Russ hasn't looked the same. I've really, really, he used to be an MVP candidate, and now yeah. he's dropped, plummeted. I don't even think he's in the discussion. That's probably, have you experienced some pain as a result of that? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Like, I lost some, I lost some games on the stretch that could have gotten me a bye week. If I just start Herbert, I mean, not this weekend. Herbert had like negative points, but in past weeks, Herbert might have gotten me that one more win I needed. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's it's a, it's always a toss up, right? Um, like I'm I'm I have Tannehill and Brady. There's been multiple weeks where Tannehill Tannehill is kind of like Jeff Fisher, where he just does the same thing no matter what he tries <laughs> every week. But Jeff Fisher would be like seven and nine. Right, every single season, like yeah. it was like nineteen point four. Like he just hits that mark every time. He outperformed yeah. us last week, but um, there's it's it's good to have. It's, it's just tough when you have like two decent options. Um, yeah, and it's not like it's. I would say, of course, matchup. They are matchup dependent, but more than that, it's one of them. I feel that one of them each week scrapes twenty five to thirty. So it's just kind of a luck of the draw, I think. It's tough. Yeah, I'm looking at his games here. I mean, he performed pretty poorly against Indy both times. Really great against Cleveland, like you said, this past week. Buffalo, he's been good. Um, Houston, he had a good game. He's got Houston again on the calendar. Yeah, you've got the seventh and ninth ranked quarterbacks. So they're so close in ability level and scoring. that I don't – from week to week, it must be tough. I'm looking at Brady now. So – Brady had a week that he scored two points against New Orleans, but he's got several 30-point games. I shouldn't say several. He has two. He has Carolina and the Chargers. I'm seeing three. I'm looking to Las Vegas, too. Three and Las Vegas. Good point. Yeah. But then he has these weeks like Carolina, eight points. New Orleans, two points. Rams, 12 points. So Brady's more boom or bust looking at it, like you said, and Tannehill's more like your steady Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's still a couple soft weeks by Tannehill, but I'm liking the down the stretch, uh, down the stretch for <laughs> Brady hits the Falcons twice. Um, yeah, he's. I, I'm liking that he's got two NFC North games, both at uh, uh, one of them's at home. Detroit's away, but Brady can play in cold weather, so well, yeah. A, so that a, raises at the dome, anyways. Never mind. So that raises the question, who are you going to start? Are you going to start Tannehill home for Detroit or Brady versus the Falcons for your first playoff matchup, which will be the semifinals? Brady, Brady, Falcons. What, what do we do? Do we just do the format of this is single week, right? Single yeah, week. it used to be it used to be two weeks. Um, yeah, we used to start weeks. a lot. We used to start earlier, but uh, it changed this year. There must have been a vote that I. I, I'm sure I participated, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't remember it now. Yeah, well, they changed the voting in my district, so my vote didn't count. <laughs> gerrymandering. We need to talk yeah. to Don about that. Yeah, they carved. They carved you out. They just circled yeah. your block and. Yeah, yeah. They they made sure my vote my voice wasn't heard. So. <laughs> um. All right, man. Well, this is just a short hitter this week. I mean, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to drag this on. No, I think. Uh, I think we should do some little. I think it'd be good to do some micro episodes like this. I'd call this like a, a smaller episode. Just do like a smaller one right around some of the matchups 
just like really that. some of the press really build some of the hype. Oh, real quick before you go. So you pick, uh, you think, you think Dave's going to win, uh, but you want Chris to win, but yeah. can you pick the other la- matchup real quick? And I won't be hurt. Uh, me versus lamb. Who do you think is going to win that one? Wait, let me, let me look. I'll give this one an honest assessment. Oh, something else I just wanted to say. Loved, loved seeing the football team take down the Steelers. <laughs> I did too, but the problem is that the uh, it's it's the NFC East, right? Like, I get it. I get we it. We could oh, after we won after the Giants beat Seattle. That's that should be guaranteed that we leave the division. Like, there's no way Washington should beat the Steelers, but Washington. They give it, you gotta give it to them. They they uh they played super well down the stretch. Really good coaching, and we got a battle for the NFC East now. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a a fun one down the stretch. See who gets that home game. All right. So real quick preview. So on my side, you got Russell Wilson, yeah, Nick Chubb, up. Ronald Jones, James Washington, Kevin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, 49ers D versus Washington, and Mason Crosby. And for Andrew, you've got Ben Roethlisberger, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Darren Waller, Chiefs versus Miami, and Young Ho Koo for Atlanta, number one kicker in the league. I'm looking at this, and I think I'm, I'm unfortunately for you to share with you. I think I'm I'm gonna say I think Lamb has a, a little edge on you. And I'm yeah. Not just reading the stat line, I'm also thinking about just green bay just tearing up chicago like and he's two players that are gonna that, that will get to benefit from that so well that's fine i promised i wouldn't be hurt i'm a little hurt but i, I understand i understand um i know that was a throwaway comment so i that's why i had to soften my comment as well my big hope here is that it's very cold and wet in buffalo and roethlisberger doesn't have a big game I'm rooting for a good match, rooting for you, man. And we'll we'll see how it goes after this one. Well, it was great talking to you, Dylan. Cheers, dude. Good Take care. See ya. see ya. This advertisement is one minute and 12 seconds long. If that's too long for you, clear your schedule, breathe a little, live your life. It's all you got. The love you give is equal to the love you take. La, 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 la. What's up, shopkeepers? This is Ryan Matera here from week six of Talking Shop. I just wanted to say congratulations to Matt on a terrific season one. Congratulations to the winner of this year's fantasy football championship. If you're trying to fill the void that's going to be left by the end of season one of Talking Shop, be sure to check out my pod, Short Stack, available wherever you get podcasts. Short Stack tells the story of the murder of Heyman Lee one day after school in 1999 and the subsequent arrest of her ex-boyfriend, Adnan Syed. After a brief trial, Adnan was sentenced to a life in prison, and I investigate whether this was as tasty as a, a bowl of cereal. To find us, just search Short Stack on Apple or Spotify. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of Talking Shop. Welcome back into the Talking Shop Football Pod. We now bring in Chris Sampson, our number two seed overall in the league. Hey. Hey, what's going on, man? 
Well, just barely. Chris has a bye this week. He will either play me or Andrew Lamb next week. So my first question to you is, first of all, welcome in. But second, yes. who would you rather face, Lamb or me? You know, I was looking at it this morning, and no offense, I was I was hoping to get Lamb because it would have been easier, except uh, for last week, Lamb scored like 165 points. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Tough call. It is a tough call. I mean, and this week, uh, Lamb is looking pretty good. He might have you beat. His, his lineup looks pretty strong. So I'm hoping that you can take him out, and then it's you and me that have to do good out in the semifinals. He's projected to get 108. His best two players, Devontae Adams, a number two ranked wide receiver, non-PPR league. Darren Waller, number two ranked tight end. And he also has Aaron Jones. He's pretty um, Green Bay heavy. And they're playing Detroit, which is a good matchup. Right. So that doesn't bode well for me. Um, what's been your keys to success this season? I've Usually I ride the waiver wire pretty hard throughout the season. I'll make like... 30 or 40 moves, dropping people every week. And this year, I actually did pretty good in the draft. So I hung on to a lot of players. I I, I had sustained a couple of injuries in the beginning of this season. Um, uh, and then Kenyon Drake also got hurt, which kind of hurt uh, a little bit. But now everybody's come back, except for the fact that now uh, I'm going to lose more than likely Antonio Gibson, uh, who was my... Uh, sort of diamond in the rough there. I wasn't sure how he would do. I've typically drafted Washington running or stayed away from him because the last couple of years I've been burned by him. Uh, but this year, you know, he was, he was still available high up, uh, late in the draft and he had a good uh, college career. So took a yeah. chance and he paid off. Man, I really wanted him to go to have a good game on, what was it, Sunday night or Monday night? Because if he had had a good game, then you would have gotten the one seed and then I would have snuck into the two seed and gotten a bye, but he just totally uh the bet on that one. Did unfortunate. The Saints defense was also a good pickup for me. Uh they were pretty low back in the season. Uh they were like twenty-fifth ranked defense and I picked them up and now I think they're just looking right now, they're ranked fourth. So they, they got me some big wins over the last couple weeks. Yeah, they've been they've been big for you. Saints have been surprising. Um with uh, especially with Breeze out, they're still uh, I mean, they're guaranteed to make playoffs and all that, so pretty impressive. It is mostly driven by that defense, like you said, exactly. Where me points, okay? Who are you gonna start in two weeks, Deshaun Watson against Indy or Cam Newton against Miami? Ooh, that's a tough one because Indy's defense is good. I mean, they're they were top, top five defense, I think, so far this year. Um, so, but Cam's been really inconsistent. I think we'll see. I'm, I'm going to stick with Sean, I think. Mm-hmm. He just lights it up. Even when he has a, a bad game, he still he, he gets one or two touchdowns. Yeah. Even on a bad team, he's still been, yeah. he's still been doing well. I thought the Texans would do better this year just because they, they, you know, they've got a couple of years under their belts, but you can see what trading um, uh, Hopkins did to them. Yeah. I mean, they like start 0 and 5, I think, and then they're, Bill O'Brien got fired, and then they've been okay since then, honestly. Um, I don't know why they were losing all those close games early in the season. Yeah. Oh, I just looked this up from your your point before. So do you know the three teams that made the most moves this season on our waiver wire all missed the playoffs? Dom, Chrissy, and John. (laughs) That's funny. So I don't know if it's correlation or causation, but, uh, yeah, they – 
making a lot of moves does not bode well for your playoff chances. Yeah, Simo, I, I think, also didn't make a ton of moves, and he's done well. He he doesn't make a lot of moves during the season, which surprises me, but, uh, you know. I made one trade with him. I traded Miles Sanders for Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of yet to see who got the better of that deal. They've both been kind of ho-hum the last couple weeks, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, according to NFL playoff probabilities, can you name the four teams who are a virtual certainty that make the playoffs? 99.5% chance or higher. There's four of them. Steelers have already made it, right? Oh, you mean for uh, Steelers? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Steelers. I'm going to say the Chiefs. Um, That's correct. The Saints and Packers. Yeah, it nailed it. Nice. Right. Um, I also was interesting that the Patriots only have a nine percent chance of making the playoffs, but I'll bring that up with Dylan. I've uh, I've always been a fan of New England. Um, not really sure why. I, Dylan's right. I do usually hoard uh, Patriots players, um, but this year with Cam Newton, eh, you know, Cam's been really up and down. They got a good deal for him, but it's obviously showing now. I mean, they just broke five hundred, right? Are they five hundred now? They're five hundred. Yeah, they're six and six. Third place, the AFC East. Right, and I, the Dolphins are a team that I just had written off at the beginning of the season, and that defense is really good. You know, if it's Patrick mm-hmm. well at the beginning of the season, um, their new quarterback, what is it, Tua? Tua, yeah, from Alabama. Yeah, he's he's not been bad. Um, so they've got a they've got a pretty good team. So for the Patriots, that's tough. You got the the Bills who've been really good, and the Dolphins um, mm-hmm. division makes that playoff spot that much harder. Very tough. And what happened to the Chargers this weekend when they played the Patriots? 45 nothing. What an embarrassment. <laughs> Any explanation for that? What was it? Special teams letdowns mostly? I mean, 45 to nothing, I think, is across the board letdown. I actually picked them <laughs> in my uh, pick em league to win this one. I was like, yeah, this is the one the Chargers are going to get. Uh, no, not even close. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> have been farther than right. Um, before we let you go, any other playoff predictions? If you had to pick somebody beside yourself to win it all this year, what do you got? You know, I, I think Lamb is the most dangerous person. That's why I'm hoping you can take him out first because that team when it's on is really good, but Mm -hmm. it's just been so inconsistent, you know? Um, so if, if he continues on the role that he's had the last couple of weeks, I think, uh, I think he could win it all. Well, there you have it. Thanks for stopping by Chris. Yeah. Excited to uh, hopefully play you next week. Hopefully, yeah, good uh, luck. This isn't the end. hopefully we get to play one more time. Yeah, I hope so. I'll take, take it easy. Then. Thank you. We'll talk to you later.